to Wrestling with Theology. This is Pastor Doug Minton. Glad to be back with you this week as we go into the confessional corner. This week looking at Article 25 of the Augsburg Confession on Confession. One of the Roman arguments against the Lutheran Reformers was the abolition of private confession and penance. In fact, this is often one of the first things that enters into a Lutheran's mind as to the difference between Lutherans and Roman Catholics. Lutherans don't have to worry about walking into a little confessional booth and bearing our souls to the priest. For most Lutherans, even the idea of private confession to the pastor is too Catholic. But let's see what the Reformers have to say. This is one of the shorter articles of the abuses, so I will read all, uh, all 12 paragraphs of this article real quick. Confession in the churches is not abolished among us. The body of the Lord is not usually given to those who have not been examined and absolved. The people are very carefully taught about faith in the absolution. Before, there was profound silence about faith. Our people are taught that they should highly prize the absolution as being God's voice and pronounced by God's command. The power of the keys is set forth in its beauty. They are reminded what great consolation it brings to anxious consciences and that God requires faith to believe such absolution as a voice sounding from heaven. They are taught that such faith in Christ truly obtains and receives the forgiveness of sins. Before, satisfactions were praised without restraint, but little was said about faith, Christ's merit, and the righteousness of faith. Therefore, on this point, our churches are by no means to be blamed. Even our adversaries have to concede the point that our teachers have diligently taught the doctrine of repentance and laid it open. Our churches teach that naming every sin is not necessary, and that consciences should not be burdened with worry about naming every sin. It is impossible to recount all sins, as Psalm 19.12 testifies, who can discern his errors. Also, Jeremiah 17.9, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can understand it? If only sins that can be named are forgiven, consciences could never find peace. For many sins cannot be seen or remembered. The ancient writers also testified that a listing of sins is not necessary. For in the decrees, Chrysostom is quoted. He says, I do not say that you should make your sins known in public, nor that you should accuse yourself before others. But I would have you obey the prophet who says, make known your ways before God. Therefore, confess your sins before God, the true judge, with prayer. Tell your errors, not with the tongue, but with the memory of your conscience, and so forth. And the gloss of Repentance, Distinction 5, uh, chapter on the consideration admits that confession is of human right only. Nevertheless, because of the great benefit of absolution and because it is otherwise useful to the conscience, confession is retained among us. So far, the Augsburg Confession. Private confession and absolution isn't merely a Roman Catholic thing. It is the right of every Christian to provide this privilege for each other. The one who gives absolution doesn't need to be a member of the clergy. This is evident from St. James's epistle. Confess your sins to one another and pray for one another. Any Christian may confess to another. 
Any Christian may offer absolution to anyone who confesses their sins. The goal of confession is to receive absolution. This was woefully absent from medieval Roman theology and practice. The need for confession was proclaimed heavily. However, there was very little, if any, about absolution. Instead, penance and satisfactions were stressed. Roman theology would not allow for faith in the absolution. Doubt has always been a great motivation in the Roman church. You cannot live a productive life of faith if you cannot believe that your sins are forgiven. While private confession is a good Lutheran practice, there is no necessity to enumerate or list every single sin you've ever committed. In fact, such a requirement would be impossible. Who can discern his errors? Declare me innocent from hidden faults. Keep back your servant from presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over me, David says in Psalm 19, 12 and 13. Also, God's word to Jeremiah in chapter 17, 5 through 10 shed some light on the heart's condition. Cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength, whose heart turns away from the Lord. He is like a shrub in the desert and shall not see any good come. He shall dwell in the parched places of the wilderness in an uninhabited salt land. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. He is like a tree planted by water that sends out its roots by the stream and does not fear when heat comes, for its leaves remain green and is not anxious in the year of drought, for it does not cease to bear fruit. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can understand it? I, the Lord, search the heart and test the mind to give every man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his deeds. No Lutheran should consider the practice of private confession to be something they are prohibited from using. It is one of the many items the Reformation has lost in the centuries since pietism took control of the Lutheran Church. These items have been lost because Lutherans have handed them over to others as being only their property. Any Lutheran, any Christian, should welcome the chance to experience private confession if their heart is weighed down by sin. And that is the point. Private confession is about those sins that weigh on your heart. The ones that you have doubts about. Those sins are the ones that are confessed. Those sins are what you seek absolution from. That you seek forgiveness. That you seek assurance. That God Almighty through the blood of his son, has washed those sins away. That's why we come to private confession. Not to torture ourselves, not to be tortured by the pastor, but to openly say, I am a poor, miserable sinner, and this is what lays on my heart. This is what comes to my mind every single time. I go to confession in church and the worship service. Is it, am I really forgiven? And the penitent asked the pastor to proclaim absolution. To proclaim that forgiveness that Jesus had bought for them on the cross. So that they might have assurance of the forgiveness of sins. That is private confession and absolution from the Augsburg Confession, 
as we've seen it in Article 25. Private confession is a wonderful thing. And I encourage my congregational members to do that. I encourage you to do that. If your pastor won't do it, ask them why not. And if you don't like the answer, find someone else who will do it. Who will take the time to care for your soul. To care for the wrestlings in your heart and in your mind. Who will give you the assurance of sins forgiven. That's all for this week. This is a short confessional corner this week. But I encourage you to continue to wrestle with the theology of confession absolution. To wrestle with the idea of the forgiveness of sins. Not being something that is hoped for and wished for. But what is certainly known. Until next week, this is Pastor Doug Minton wishing you God's richest blessings as you wrestle with theology. Amen.